Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 19th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing good. You know, I gotta I gotta warn you. Uh-oh. We got another atmospheric river going on right now, so I you know the shed door might be might be blown open again. It's been windy. Not been fixed. Who could have thought another windy day might come while you inhabited that shed? There is no fixing it. I just gotta I gotta disagree with that being the case. I am not on the ground, I'm not up close with the issue, but I'm sure there's a fix. You've been in the shed. Did you look at the door? No, I didn't. There's not like a door handle on the inside. There may be no fixing Scotty Shuffler's putting, but I guarantee you, a carpenter, Jesus himself could come and fix that door if if needed to be. Well, yeah, a carpenter. I could hire somebody. That's what I'm saying. There's a fix. There is a fix out there. Maybe not for you to do. I I mean, but it could. You think I'm gonna? You think I'm gonna get a carpenter to come out and look at my shed door? God, I came home to a broken kitchen cabinet. I got to spend like $250. It's like the guy's going to get here tomorrow. He's going to tighten one screw and just take $250 from me and walk out. Because I can't screw a light bulb in to save my life. I have to do it. I have to. The door hit. This cabinet's falling off. I I had to pay someone. I'm going to be kicking myself. Go ahead. I have to say that when you leave town, inevitably... Something goes wrong every time. And that's the worst part about coming home is that you come home to like you walk in the door to issues every time. The worst part is coming home to that and not having the room leeway to say an effing thing or you will get absolutely (laughs) hoisted by your petard out the house thrown in the fireplace, hit over the head with a frying pan. Like, you have to zip it. You've been gone. That is the hardest part. And as soon as you start to get out over your skis and open your mouth or express some frustration about, I don't know, shit being everywhere or something being broken, you are, like, toast. You are, you are like, in the doghouse for three days. So, anyways, not that I would know anything about that. Yeah. That's the worst you know- part. You know how I watched I watched Riviera today? I watched yeah. it on my my laptop because I was on I was on uh sure. kid duty and the yeah. kid and the only way I was gonna watch the tournament was if I put the TV on for the kid. So I'm sitting there watching it on the laptop. Spidey, Spidey on the big screen for the kid. <laughs> no, went yeah. still water, went still water. Disney Channel, all right. So went for something a little bit more educational <laughs> and watch it on the laptop. Just oh, all right. No, unideal, unideal to yeah. leave town. Yeah. The, 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 the re-entry is always a challenge. Would have been better so. off just staying there the whole weekend, <laughs> I think. 
That's always then you come back right into the work week again. <laughs> you got cover. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. Um. All right. End of the oh, uh, got tournament. The pointless school holiday tomorrow. I know. No school tomorrow. Um. Everybody's working. We need but to no get rid of President's Day. This is absurd. Why does we don't need to celebrate presidents anymore? They had some birthdays three hundred years ago. I don't get it. We just had MLK Day. My kids' school has off Friday. They have off tomorrow, but they don't have Super Bowl Monday off. When everybody's dragging ass, they're up watching the game till ten thirty. It's just what? What's President's Day? That's worse than the Groundhog Day. Pointless. It's, it doesn't seem like we should be celebrating our current or future presidential candidates either. The, the crop. That we well, have. I don't think we even are for this. Isn't it just? Isn't it Lincoln and Washington's birthday happening? You know, within the same vicinity. I don't know. They're not even tomorrow. I don't think the nineteenth. But yeah, we got that. We got that rolling out. So uh, not many people recognize President's Day. I don't think businesses, but the government does. Um. We've got Hideki Matsuyama. He may be celebrating uh, celebrating Monday and Sunday night after his, I believe, ninth PGA Tour win. He had dinner uh, plans. He was going to dinner. Oh, he was? Okay. He already was going to dinner. He said it was going to be a good dinner, so he's celebrating. My Where favorite cr- question dinner? from the press conference was, are you a member at Riviera? And he said, no. And somebody said, why not? He said, well, I'm going to try. Like, why what why was not? interesting why <laughs> because i don't know i don't live in los angeles it's just a club of many one of many it's quite quite expensive also yeah. i play here i play here i spend a week here every year are people straining to make the connection between the japanese owner and the japanese winner so. now it seems to be the way they're going uh they own Riviera. Okay. Uh, interesting. Well, those are his celebration plans and he could do whatever he wants after brilliant, brilliant Sunday final round, the lowest final round in tournament history, lowest final round by a winner matches the tournament, uh, record round. I think 62, which was not done at Riviera Riviera. Yep. Um, I think Doug tool was 62, uh, 63 was somebody else several decades ago, a few decades ago. Uh, 62 was not out there. Um, you know, it was soft to begin the week. It's obviously can be a more challenging course. I think it's one of the places where the tour doesn't get to impose its will as heavily as it might at a TPC course or course that doesn't, or a venue that doesn't have a host, uh, with sort of the, the weight of a tiger or a jack. So it isn't just a birdie fest or at least get some teeth put into it with firm and fast when, when it allows. Um, and that, that 62 was not out there. I think it beat the day average by eight, eight and a half strokes. Um, he was down six, one by three. Uh, he had, you know, his short game, he was third around the green. It wasn't just like, you know, that non-pareil tee to green game we've seen. He's been kind of quiet now for about a year. I don't think he's had a top 10 since the players championship last March, but he is Hideki Matsuyama. And he reminded us uh, why we love watching him when he gets cooking. He had three birdies in a row on three <laughs> different occasions. And I know par can be just a number, but I think he went one, two, three, nine, ten, eleven, 10, 11. And then, of course, the, the amazing stretch of 15, 16, 17. 
Yeah, there was uh, some similarities. I felt like to what that unbelievable Saturday at at Augusta, where yeah. he just like, yeah, I mean, he just turned it on and took the tournament away from everybody. You had five players t- tied for the lead, and then next thing you know, nobody has really a chance. <laughs> it was crazy. It was an amazing yeah. finish. Um, that happened so fast. Yeah, it it was insane. He he, <clears throat> it reminded you of um, you know, like. I think I think maybe on the fried egg pod I said last week like what's going on is he even like is he done um yeah. and now like here we go he's 20th in the world and you know for the first time this entire really fall or sp- uh west coast swing we have I feel like the west coast swing is the why we love it so much part of the reason why we love it so much is it sets um storylines for the masters and the majors beyond. And it really feels like this is the first real storyline set. And I think Wyndham probably would have had some, some of that, but he finished on a Saturday. So you missed out on like actually watching a final round with Mm -hmm. him winning. I think that's the other big winner of the fall is Wyndham Clark, but we didn't get to watch him or the, the, the of the West coast. Yeah. Yeah, Q1 swing. Yeah. Um, I'm used to the season starting in the fall, you know, <laughs> what a, but we didn't get, a, we didn't get any of that drama, any of that, um, kind of tension because it, it, we didn't know it was going to be over, but Hideki, what a win, what, a, what an awesome Sunday for the tour, which really desperately needed a good Sunday. Yeah, it, it was a good, not great Sunday. I think Hideki's round was amazing. Actually, it was a great Sunday. I found the, like Riv kind of often delivers, doesn't every time. Uh, but yeah, this is one of those venues, like I said, where hopefully the players are kind of secondary. Like they're, they're very critical, but like you can kind of move the pieces around and it'll still be a great event. Um, and we sort of had that with about two hours to go and it looked like it would be a dogfight. with the Zalatoris would be a great storyline. Can't lay Xander the house cats just rolled around in the day bed all day. They didn't even get out to look out the window or go to the porch. Uh, they just, they, they didn't have a lot going on, but they were there. Luke list, another like real hitter, like a real time, you know, he's got some talent strikes the, the out. Putter, too much. That putter went cold yeah. on the back. Right, right. I mean, it was through it eight. You're like, Oh man, he's going to do it. And then it was like, Oh yeah, I, this is why, he, why he never wins. <laughs> I mean, but like for the golf nuts out there, seeing like a Hideki Zalatoris battle at Riviera would be but be juicy and and fabulous. And we got that; we were able to entertain that there for a little bit. Got to watch them certainly in action. And Hideki just kind of jammed, closed the door on everyone. I think he gained a stroke almost alone with the shots at at uh, fifteen and sixteen. Fifteen, obviously, one of the more challenging holes out there. Uh, sixteen kind of a, a small green right hard to get it close and he puts it to six inches on one and eight inches on another and gains almost a full shot that's how the way strokes gain work when you when you do put it that close uh and that was it that was that was pretty much all it happened so fast right like i went to like get like a, a water or something and like I watched the shot at 15 and then I missed the putt, obviously, because it's a tap in. And then I come back and he's tapping in on 16. And that was it. And that was the end of the tournament. It was kind of nuts how fast it happened. But I think he becomes the winningest Asian yeah, I went, player. I went back and rewatched it all. 
that whole yeah. sequence just because it was a blur and it was over. Like you didn't have to watch the end of the golf tournament because yeah. he was out uh, ahead and you know, it's so yeah. And, and uh, I think it becomes the winningest play Asian player on the PGA tour. There of course have been many great Asian players who won Japan tour. And, uh, but I think he beats KJ Choi. I believe he clipped him. He said when he won at Sony, uh, I forget who maybe Mariama texted him. He's like one more to be, to become the winningest Asian player on the PGA tour. And I think he's done that now. Uh, I'll just add following 15, 16. There are a few, there's probably no one in the game. You'd like to see hit the straight ball with the cha- with the tracer than Hideki and that shot into 17. Like, obviously they've got some backboards there and there's places where it can go wrong, but I mean, he, it wasn't a six inches like the prior two, but it was pretty much perfect. Like the old Hideki straight ball right up the chute kind of bounces middle, middle and goes to the back and he makes a birdie. That was a beautiful shot to watch. I feel like whenever I think about that Hideki tracer, I, th- yeah. I go back to like Aaron Hills US Open. Okay. I don't know. He was in, he was in the mix there. It's just, that's where uh it's nice to have him. I we'll see if he sticks around. I think that's a big yeah. question, right? Does this mean that yeah. he's somewhat back? He's now going to be twentieth in the world, but he'd fallen to fifty five, which is in reality like seventy seventy five in the world. Um, now he's back to twentieth. Like, is he is he a Masters contender? Um, is he a, is, is he going? Is this his track back to being a top fifteen player, or is it more like what we've seen the last? four years i think some of it's like injury related obviously that that it hasn't been all just game or motivation but it was interesting I, we saw him the first day we were there i think i saw him on tuesday <laughs> he was he was chipping balls till dark it was like it, it, it was freezing cold there was nobody no players no pros were left and he was chipping balls like in the dark maybe it was even wednesday and i kind of walked by him on the steps go, as he was going up for the night I was like, you did kind you, of forget about get, him. Could you guys both fit going up and down? He's a it, big it, was, boy. Uh, it was like the path down one, the left of okay. one. Like he was coming up from the chipping green below there. There. Um, so yes, we fit by. He was very friendly. I gave him a head nod. He was. He and Shota were very friendly. Um, but you're like, I like kind of forgot about him. You forget. Like I almost had to think. Like how is he in the field? It wasn't that dire. Like you expect to see him. I kind of was wondering that still, too. Yeah. 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 And I just and now here we are five days later after that sort of random encounter. Everybody's like, "Oh God, he looked terrible. He was chipping balls for the last four hours or something." And here he is. He just gets hot. He leads the field and around the green with. I think he gained for the event like one point four, maybe shot leading the field. Definitely around the green strokes gained. Um, His tee to green was plus two point two five. So yeah, that that's what you expect from a Hideki and and. I don't know. Nance was playing it up, leaning into it hard as like maybe the greatest round ever at Riviera or the greatest certain tournament round ever. And it's it's one to remember that the card is so sexy with the three straight threes or the three straight circles and three spots. It was, it was a really sexy card. I don't know if it's the best round ever, but uh, it's eight shots better than the field average. So I think it was it was hard out there in the sense of to succeed. You had to strike it really really well because if oh 
I thought the, the door. door was going. I thought it was. It oh my go. god! Some <laughs> big gust. Did it kind of creak? Did it sort of? It sounded take like a something peak? else fell over outside. <laughs> something else fell Jeez. over. What kind of wind gusts are we talking? Like 50, 60, 70 sometimes. Okay. No, I mean, these storms are massive storms. You know, this is what happens when there's, you know, thousands and thousands of miles of ocean without land masses, you know? Uh-huh. These things mm-hmm. get big. They come in. Yeah. Um, anyway, all Lord, I forgot what I was going. You were going talking with. about Hideki. God, oh, I think on. you just had to strike it so well. The rough was up. The rough was hard. The rough was like, yeah, you could get some really bad lies in there and... With that, I mean that that stretch of all week, the stretch of of twelve through sixteen was just a bear. I think it was the most I've ever seen people struggle on sixteen. I don't know if that's just anecdotal. It seemed like guys were really struggling with the greens, um, but the that stretch was so hard. And I mean, the key what you had to do was you had to drive in the fairway, and if you miss, you had to almost get lucky. I thought, like, Cantley had gotten... I, I, re- I watched a lot of the rounds on, um, on like, the replay telecast uh, this yeah, weekend. I, yeah. I re-watched yeah. round two. So you sharing I thought, that clip of Scheffler's baton toss late last night. I was like, oh, he must be watching replay round Saturday night. Good. Yeah. I was, on, I, was the, on, I was on I was on kid yeah, duty all day yeah, until yeah. until the kid went down. Like you know, that was that was my duty, you know? Yeah. So yeah. so um you know the talk, uh talk about this if, rough if, I thought Cantley had gotten really lucky. Um not like you know, just like had drawn some good lies where he made some birdies when he had dri- driven it out of position. Um the in the way the only way you could play really great out there for sustained over course of a round was if he really drove it well and obviously today it was it was a stripe show for Hideki I think he hit every fairway I think that's right that sounds um and and I think like what happened with Cantlay was it kind of caught up with him today he just he couldn't generate the the really great looks that he generate he he had the pulls he had the pulls all weekend he kept hitting that kind of like low left pull uh, but yesterday he he made some birdies from some really bad spots, and today he didn't. Um, likewise, like if you, if you go all the way back when Rory was cooking on um, on Thursday, he just started to miss some fairways. He missed uh, that fifteenth hole. He missed the fairway. He was in just an awful lie, and then and then he bad he like there. he grunted on the second shot, and it ended up on the downslope of the of the front bunker, like. Where okay. it was like on the downslope, so he makes double there. Then on the next hole, he triples it because he's in the in a bad bunker spot. But like this is like the thing, like out there, it was really easy for to have stuff compound. So you know, on the on the next hole, he can't even get it out of the bunker, right? Yeah. But I mean, you just look at the. It was all about hitting the fairway and being able to control the golf ball this week. Um, I'd ask. Uh, let me ask you something along the lines of the rough. I was watching 15 again today and Zalatoris starts sending it towards that bunker. He's like, Oh no, not again. It's and you talk about the same with 17. There's some there. I was going to ask you, is 15 one of like the real actual like penal fairway bunkers on the PJ tour? I know we have our issues with some of the, the should it be widened out and that cart path on the left is 
is you know bothersome to to the aesthetics and should the fairway be pushed out a little bit more left but 15 feels like a real penalty if you if you miss and you challenge and you you miss right uh it feels like an actual real penalty and i think that's what you want from a fairway bunker i know we've had to stretch the tee to get it there but you know it feels yeah, like a I, real penalty with it into the wind too nobody can hit it over it and that's what we saw this yep. week it played into the wind yep. every day it was awesome i mean Yep. I'd love to see that fairway kicked out a little bit, but yep. um, the, you know, one of the shames of the whole design is that ninth bunker, that bunker, the fairway bunker on the left on nine. It's like, yeah. I think it's uh, it's almost 300 yard carry. All these guys carry it now. It's I nuts. I mean, that's it the worst, the it's impact. probably the worst bunker on the, on the golf course to be in. And right. outside of some of the green side ones, probably on 10, but that bunker is, you're not getting to the green and, and most guys just hit it over it. It's just, it's insane. Um, speaking, uh, downwind, I think that into that, sh- that shot, he had 184 into the wind at 15 was, was Sadecki. And obviously he just carries that bunker on the right and just kind of fade, uh, f- draws in beautifully to the hole to six inches. And that's all she wrote. Uh, either way, Andy, we've been talking about sort of the tour has lost some guys. I think they need like Hideki Zalatoris, like God, if they could get those guys, you know, for the real sort of, I think, sicko fans, they're they're kind of, they're beloved, right? They're real talents. People want to see them stripe the ball. Obviously, Hideki has a larger presence and a larger sort of um, appeal uh, globally. I think, you know, for the tour, they couldn't have asked for a couple guys to rejoin the battle at a better time. Guys who've been away more or less for over a year now, mostly due to injury. Uh, Hideki a little bit of both but like god they could use those use them sort of mixing it up and not just relying on after like the Rory Spieth JT sort of tiger category of people not just it being like Cantlay and Shoffley you know they, they but that that had to be a welcome sight to see those two playing well yeah I mean Wills Altoris was awesome all week um I I I'm excited to see him continue to progress. Obviously, um, the the broom looks better, but I better, mean, better. He missed three short putts on Sunday. Missed putts on five, six, and ten. I mean, that's the difference in in winning and or being tied tied with Hideki and and coming up short. So, I mean, it was out there for for Zal Torres uh, today. He just he didn't get get it done, um, but. Amazing to see him back. Uh, I think the speed is still coming too. I think there's yeah. more in the tank. Um, I just hope he can keep, you know, keep stay healthy. Um, but yeah, I think. I mean, listen, this this West Coast swing's been kind of a disaster for the tour. If you compare it, you want to compare it to last year. You want the list of winners for last year versus yeah. this year. Rom, yeah, last year was fabulous, basically from century all the way through. Rom beats Morikawa. I know that. Are we counting the West Coast swing? Or are you you cutting that off? Hawaii. Uh, I we'll include it. Okay. We'll include it. Uh, start to the start to the year effectively okay. till till now. Yeah. So last year was went Rom, Siwoo, Rom, Homa, Justin Rose, Scotty, and then Rom again. So Rum's gone for three of those. Max yeah. Homa, Victor Hovland, I would say. Two guys who've not played particularly well or, or made a huge dent in the first quarter. So yeah, this year it's what? Chris Kirk. Ready for it? 
Grayson Murray. Um, Amex was Dunlap. Farmers was Pavon. <laughs> Who didn't even play? He was yeah, he FedEx number Cup one number FedEx. one. He's taking like a month off. That's pretty weird. $20 million per 700 FedEx Cup points. I get that he's got different things going on coming from Europe and back and forth, ping ponging like from tours, but play. Play Riviera, man. That's insane. Pavon wins Farmers. What's next? Phoenix? Pebble. Oh, Pebble was Wyndham with On the a Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> uh, Phoenix was, oh God, last week. What, what Taylor? Nick, Nick Taylor yeah. during the Super Bowl. So yeah. It was a good finish Over Chuck during Hoffman. the Super Bowl. Over tough, tough times, Chuck. And uh, yeah, this today. Hideki. So Hideki. just completely all superstars, basically. All stars of the game. And you'd say, oh, you know, Justin Rose isn't a superstar. He once was. He was world number one, right? For that so pebble like a, field a, a, also, that was like a best case scenario. That was a thin pebble field. And you had like an actual brand name win it. I think this is one of the issues with, with the tour right now is that the tour's success, the tour really thrives on superstars. That is when the tour is at its best. It was, you know, the beginning of last year was unbelievable because we saw Rom and Scheffler duking it out. Um, when you think about other great stretches, they're almost always revolve around a superstar going nuts. This this new tour um, this this year, and I don't think it's like fair to say that, but like losing a super one of your four or five superstars is a big deal um on top of other s- superstars being there dj being a career a lifetime uh member you know bryson brooks being over there i think we're starting to see the impacts of that there just aren't superstars don't grow on trees and one of the other issues one of the things that i think is like a real thing going on in golf is this really hard to be a superstar now because drivers are more forgiving than ever. So like one of the, one of the things that really separates ultra elite players has become something that doesn't separate them as much. We see every year, the tout of the new driver is look at what it does with off center hits. I, I think it also combined that with uh, setups tend to condense the field uh, on a lot of, you know, the week to week PGA tour too. So if I, I'm the PGA tour, I need to look in the mirror and think about like what I've said about distance, what I've said about equipment and think like, is this actually good for our business model? Because what I want to do if I'm the PGA tour is I want to get as many superstars as I can. And the only, the only way you do that is if you, if you promote setups, rules and regulations that allow superstars to distance themselves from just guys. You know, I think it's just a bad cycle. Like, I don't want to be I think a bad cycle. I think it's easy to like come up with some takes. And I've certainly been bouncing several up in my head this past week. I think it's just kind of a 
kind of a slow bad cycle there's hot runs and then there's not hot runs and this for 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 what i consider to be the most fun part of the pga tour schedule really this first run up until the players it's not been a good run it's like i i'd be okay with this happening in you know june july when we're sort of burned out and i just wonder like i i think what you said is part of it obviously there's been a talent drain um i think it could just be a a kind of a weird cycle and some of the best players like Ahoma, Hovland, some of these kind of stars that have emerged over the last few years aren't playing well. One thing I have been bouncing around in my head is like when you, when the top guys start making so much money, like does the competitive rubric change and like majors are kind of the thing. Uh, majors have always been a thing. They always distinct, but do they now even separate even more? Like money is m- going to be coming in in boatloads regardless. And I think most of these guys are ultra competitive and care about winning, but maybe some of that changes for a few of them. When you just start getting a lot more money, some of it guaranteed, some of it in equity, some of it in whatever, just, extremely comfortable does that i I, look i think it again i'll just say i think it's just a a kind of a not hot run here but the tour could play themselves i get that they had to i get that they had to juice purses to play to kind of try and combat live but they could have played themselves here and just creating an environment of just comfort that um maybe leads to load management in some ways uh and sort of the majors really everything else is just everything else is just a money bath but what really matters even more than ever is winning majors i don't know i don't think that a lot of guys properly operate that way they want to win and build the wikipedia page or whatever resume with wins 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 and whether that's in mexico or whatever it is but i do think like there could be a uh a sort of sleeping, a snoozy effect by just dumping money into everything for all the superstars at all times now. I don't know. It's just a thought. And I think there'll be too many extrapolations probably taken from uh, a few wins by guys that aren't their superstars. And uh, But that's just sort of what the kind of environment we're in right now with Liv having disrupted the game and and everything under the microscope, either with an overreaction or some sort of call for change. I think that's true, but also I think it's, you know, this is what sports do, right? They, they see trends and they try and combat them, right? I mean, look at free agency rules and, and salary cap rules in the NBA. What do you, yeah. Look at, look at, um, what the NFL has done with rules. Look, look at what, tennis did um when they got a bun a, a run of a bunch of young no-name winners they changed they completely changed the way the ball interacts with the racket you know they yeah every sport tends to and and this is an unprecedented run of of disruption for for golf but you have to look at rules and regulations when you when you when you operate a sport, and I I really hope that with the new era of the PGA Tour, they should be thinking about this stuff. They should be thinking about no, you know, it's just the same way that 
nobody wants to watch a, a slugfest uh, between two, you know, what was it? The Pistons, uh, Ben Wallace Piston years that yeah. got really Spurs, changed. maybe. Yeah, maybe. like this 82 to 78 NBA Finals games. Yeah. What do you, you make of that? You also don't, you don't want to watch, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, you don't want to watch a sport without superstars. What do you make of that half-baked idea? I'm not ready to, to commit to it that I have that just dumping money in everywhere <laughs> could create like a a chilling, of, not a chilling, but I don't know, like the guy who just, the other side of the contract year <clears throat> for a superstar. I don't, and it just I struggle with that. Majors even more. I don't know that I'm there yet, but. I think for some guys that would definitely for, be the case. For other for other people, I don't think it is. And I think for the most part, golf is such a individualistic, uh, self-serving pursuit that it's a little bit different than other sports. But I agree. But I if don't, you're getting six figures for T thirty one, like we talked about. I don't know. I wonder how much uh how much cheddar every let's see what Six oh, figures. I bet SEO. SEO game is competitive on the purse oh, purse payouts. Oh. For, do we have the door popping open? It, it, it's, oh, it's more open than it was. It's not fully open yet. Um, T35, Lucas Glover, Ricky Fowler made 106000 for T35. In a 70-man field, 71, that went down to whatever, 69 with Spieth and Tiger out. Um. Yeah, fifty-one. Chase Johnson made fifty-one. Made the cut. Made fifty-one grand. Great for Chase Johnson yeah. making the cut. Uh, he's a uh, the Sifford exemption. That guy can play. I don't know, bro. What do you think, bro? Speaking of bro, <laughs> maybe you and your bros <laughs> would like to hit the bro am <laughs> tour with our new sponsor, Mizzen in Maine. Uh, they're looking for golfers who want free polos. If you're you and free your golf, free your swag. group, you're planning a trip this summer. <laughs> you can apply for free polos and swag for your entire group. <laughs> the Mizzen and Main Bro Am <laughs> is a sweepstakes running from February 26th until March 10th. It's a chance to get. That's right. That's in a week or so. About eight days is February 26th. My math's correct. It's a chance to get you and your group of buddies who golf covered in Mizzen and Maine, along with a bunch of free swag. All you have to do is apply at mizzenandmaine.com slash bro, bro, slash, uh, dash, not, not slash, but dash, am, dash, sweepstakes. Mizzenandmaine.com slash bro, dash, am, dash, sweepstakes. Uh, you apply there. Maybe they'll get you all locked up with stuff for your... Uh, for your golfing buddies trip, whatever you got coming this spring, bro. Meanwhile, while you wait, if you want to get some like good button downs, you're into the button downs. You've been, you've I like been all the into these. All yeah, right. I got I, I got uh, a pullover on now. My wife, I they they sent it to me. My I put it on. And my wife's like, "Where'd you get that? When'd you get that?" I was like, "Oh, good sent." <laughs> um, if you use the promo code Shotgun. You get 25% off if you spend 130 or more at mizzenandmain.com. So use the promo code SHOTGUN. You're and, into the uh, bre- 
the dress shirts. They're breathable, lightweight. They kind of feel like something you'd wear to like excited. You could even work out in. Not suggesting you. Yeah. Not suggesting you know our former friend who played around at 100 degrees at TPC Sawgrass. Not former, a former tour player. But yes, they're actually like good material. These kids don't know how good they have it nowadays with some of these pants God. and some of the dress shirts. Like, think about my first job out of college. I was thinking everything about that starts recently. to hell. Oh, you know, it's uncomfortable as hell. Oh, <laughs> can't you get like a bungee thing or something with just like tie it down? I mean, I don't know what you want me to. We got to get you a carpenter in Northern California. Come fix this thing. I'm sure we'll get We're messages almost done tomorrow. With the storm season. God, it is. I mean, do you hear that? No, I don't. I don't. Uh, get a dress shirt from mizzenandmain.com. Use the promo code shotgun. You get 25% off when you spend $130 or more. All right. Where do we want to go next? I should note Zalatoris. We should call this out. Apparently lost a family member. Had some sort of family tragedy this week. He found out on, I think, Thursday. Um, and so obviously playing with a heavy heart and like, I don't know, very powerful to watch him try to sort that out and talk about it in public forum after his round. Incredible week for him. Uh, whether that had happened or not, really good to see him back playing. But obviously with, with against that backdrop and that context, really uh, um, powerful, impressive to see him play as well as he did. Uh, yeah. And then on, on top of best performance, yeah. you know, he hasn't contended in a year and a half plus and really was great in contention. So, um, uh, you want to talk con- about Scotty Scheffler? One second. More context for Cantlay. He also apparently was sick. Jamie Mulligan told Johnson Wagner on golf channel. He woke up with over a hundred degree temperature and was like all out of sorts had some sort of illness he did not play well he was bad all weekend there was clearly something going around like you know jordan speeds running to the bathroom and signing an incorrect card tigers being carted off a lot of people blaming in and out burger just bad for in and i don't think they have anything to do with it but that's that's the story people are sticking to uh so anyways cantlay was also quite under the weather today per his coach let's talk about scotty shuffler Last in strokes game putting, what, like third or something? Strokes game? I think tee second tee to green. Okay. Median narrative. At, where, you know, he's chucking balls in the woods on 12 on Thursday. Baton he's, point. You, as you tweeted the clip of Saturday night, he's tossing his putter off the green. Impressive toss. If I'm used, like, he was... A good 15 feet on the green. He gets to the fringe, making sure not to dent the actual putting surface. Almost clipped Tommy Fleetwood in the in the, in the the dome on the way out. But uh, tossing his putter. Um, is this it? Is this sort of... Is this the, the denouement of, of Scotty's putting troubles? Is, do we go to something different? Do we get a new coach? Do you, you see Rory was on the telecast suggesting he go to the mallet? I did. I love that he was like, I hope Rory, it doesn't for my own sake. I don't think Rory's winning friends and influencing people right now, but I love that he's giving commentary. I do appreciate it. Like, that's what you want. If you're in the booth, you want a real pro like Kevin Kisner. I'm not saying Scotty's going to bristle, but I, I think he could at that. Uh, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good I insight. Talked about, I thought it was great comment. insight because he, yeah. he was like, I tried to hold on to the blade putter for too long anyways myself. You know, is that a vanity thing, right? For a lot of guys, 
I, I don't know. They don't want to go to like a I use a, bl- or... I use a blade putter. Well, Club I Champion know, but... fit me into a blade putter. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was an interesting. What else do you have to say, Scotty? Anything? I mean, how how much how much longer do you go until you make a change? I don't think you go any longer. You you can't keep squandering. Like God, we talked about this on Friday. Like we're not talking about this enough. But I don't think you can keep squandering this kind of ball striking. <laughs> this putting round 66, 61, 22. 27 27 and remember 22 27 is in a 50 person field 51 so you know he's 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 just like his good putting rounds are are field average but we're just talking about it too much he gained ah oh, strokes gained t to green he was second behind hideki hideki probably clipped him at the very end in the last hour today Plus 218, he was second in strokes gained Tita Green. He was uh like I don't know. There nobody yeah, he was terrible. Like five guys were worse than him putting. Most of them missed the cut. So um I don't know. I don't know, bro. I think you get a new putter, bro. New coach. Um not Tom, a new coach, but, but how about Hoagie? Hoagie's back. He's must be vying for a president's cup spot. Stop. He played well. What else he you did. got? He had, th- he had three three putts on Saturday. Despite that, he's still up there. Um, I You're- thought, you know, one of the cool things today with the with the way the course was is like it's very rare that strategy matters. And I haven't done my, my research. One, I, this is anecdotal, just like watching. I thought players that hit it left on eight with that back left pin, kind of like it was a bad spot because they kept skipping wedges past. Now, like they still might have scored decently, but like it seemed really hard to hit it close from the left side. It seemed actually like going right was the way you could hit it close to the other fairway. Yeah, yeah. The Foz, the Foz strip. I mean, I know it was a rest. Did he try to restore that to what yeah. it was or what he thought was, it was? Right? I mean, that's the way it was. I understand, but he's the one who put it back in right in the early two yeah. thousands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. He, what else he did screw have? up the green, though. <laughs> I I guess there was a really promo- pronounced mound in talking to Shackleford in front. Okay. on the left side. So, like, that left pin that was today, that mound would have been bigger, is from what Trying I got. Like a, an old course type human sized mound or something like that in the front. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Other things. Uh, we never talked about Tiger WD. And I don't Spieth. think there's much to say. And Spieth being DQ'd. Do you think Spieth I mean, should be... Do you think you should have to sign your incorrect scorecard? Is this an antiquated rule in the year this 2024? Is this is insane that people are like going after this. Should like, we be able to, is it to, too much to ask a player... To repair? Is it too much to ask a player to, to keep score? Versus uh, the people, no. people are like, I want the shot link people to do it. Those are volunteers. Those are yeah, literally that's, random that's people like, off the street. That's, you know, Joe Blow, 75-year-old, yes. just looking for something to do. <laughs> like, I don't think it's any of the people that all are, are the asking for this are, are really understand who those people are. Oh, I do. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're chatty folks. You walk around a golf course, 
They're old people. They just want to talk. Hey, where did I that go? Against where did that people? shot go? What shot was that? <laughs> That's like questions you get from these people. Inside Who was that? Who <laughs> is that? Is that third? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I think the question is just like, it's such a clerical thing in the day, this day and age, just signing it. Should it be a DQ? Why can't you just come back, say, whoops, I meant five or I meant four. And uh, yeah, that's the right number now. And now like, just but signing it sort of being this point of no return, I think is where people maybe have an issue. Cause like the, the, does the, the outcome not match the crime? I don't know. But you, now you don't have speed. Well, what if you didn't catch it? What if you don't catch it? And there has to be some some, some penalty. Line of no return. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. There was no bathroom. Yeah, if your signature doesn't matter, then why wouldn't you sign for for wrong scores all the time and hope you just get get away with one every once in a while? It's there fair. has to be a DQ. It's a fair question. I I'm not on the side of like that. You could get it's perfect for Twitter. People think, the other oh, this is a the other stupid thing. Outcome. My favorite thing is that like people. The other thing is like, what would you do with all the other levels of the game? Yeah, yeah. Where like that's how you keep score. A state am. You're not going to have fires for this set. Volunteers yeah. keeping score, right? Um, well, yeah. And people say, "Oh, you well, it's the pro pro golf." It's aren't these these are probably the same people that said you can't do a rollback because it's too complex. Yeah, it's a silly debate. I mean, there's got to be a point, and this one sucks. And it seems like there was some context to it. He was well, going to crap his pants or something. I don't know. And he had to run out and run to the bathroom, and then he signed a cr- wrong card. Can um, I ask you a question? But this is just soft behavior. We should be able to keep track. We don't want to. Drops from divots, and you know you got to sign your card. What if Eric Cole had this had happened to Eric Cole? Would anybody have is any of this outrage have happened? <laughs> uh, no, not not to the yeah, not to the level. If it Eric happened Cole's to just J- a guy, if it happened to speed, J- Jason not. Day, would any of this outrage have happened? No, they're just guys. So. <laughs> I guess like that's my point is like the same people wouldn't have cared because I feel like this has happened. This has happened in other events within the last two years and nobody had this outrage then. Yeah. Yep. So he's sick. Tiger was sick. Scantley was sick. Conspiratorial person in me thinks maybe like, I don't know. Somebody, somebody put a voodoo hex over the tour this quarter. I don't know if it's a rival league or what's going on, but bad run of bad run of breaks for the uh, PGA Tour. Speaking of rules, how about Nance? Just disgusted with you geeks, you dorks on Twitter, you vigilantes on Twitter, talking about Hideki's ball moving. Is your door going? Your, your eyes are darting around the room. Well, it, it's, it's wide open. I haven't closed it. <laughs> Get up and close it. Well, you gotta unplug. I gotta take the headphones out. Uh-huh. I haven't wanted to break. I'm I'm just keeping it open, but You're it's tethered discon- to your desk. It's All disconcerting. Right. I'm hoping the uh, rain yeah. doesn't start coming in. Yeah, you got water. You got papers blowing around and stuff. No, it's, uh, it's been, you know it's, the, it's pretty clear. The only thing that's in danger is that a- a- Xfinity streaming box. 
that I God. that I didn't want. Been trying to return. Yeah, yeah. Sitting on the floor. It's gonna get jammed. It's gonna be ruined. You're out four hundred bucks <laughs> for a thing you never the, wanted. Still in the box that it came in. <laughs> uh, Nance going off. Uh, Nance was great today. He had a little extra sugar, a little extra <laughs> juice on him, spice. You think uh, it's because the Super Bowl's done? I don't know. He was pissed off about the. Fl- He's like, and I was with him on that one. But I'll tell you this: he seems disgusted by armchair rules. People, I get his point. I'm with him on that. A lot of these people are ridiculous, but it's better than it was. These people like aren't like you know call-ins from TV. I don't want to just say everybody should be calling in, but more video people watching from home, whether they're rules officials, experts, or otherwise. Like, have created some oversight, a little bit of accountability. I'd say a lot of rules violations over the last decade plus have been caught, more or less, because there was some oversight from thousands of miles away. Like, I don't know. It does feel like I, I'm with him on this. It's got, it's, there's some sort of medium down the middle. Like, there's a bunch of jamokes on Twitter that just try to create not, something out of nothing. But I think it's better than it was because even before, who knows what people are getting away with. There's been a little bit more accountability and oversight, I think. Is that fair? Like, yeah. I, I think by and large, it's been good. But think there's a lot of idiots re- involved. Think about too. all the read incidents. Yeah. 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 Right? right? Like, that was like partly because of Twitter. Right. Right. I, I, it's brought a little bit more accountability. Now, there are drawbacks to it for sure. Uh, speaking of Nance. How about CBS? They got one Sunday broadcast in all of Q1. And they're jammed. They did Farmers Saturday, Pebble done Saturday. Phoenix, they're off it to do the Super Bowl, which I think they'll take. They'll take the Super Bowl audience instead of Phoenix. <laughs> I don't know. And then they go to Riv. And that's it. And just as CBS is cooking, people are all into CBS. People are all into Nance and Dimbleman, all the whole deal. They have barely any presence this year on like the, for my money, the best part of the schedule, really kind of Jan one to, uh, you know, the masters. And I know this is traditionally a lot of times when uh, NBC takes over in Florida, Can't but wait. it just felt incredibly thin this year. Like CBS had a cup of coffee and bounced. It's kind of stinky. So, um, that's I, I, I like the new swing on. thing that they did with, uh, with Trevor. Yeah, I missed that. Is it good? Yeah. I mean, I as one, I know like a lot about my own personal golf swing. Yeah. I don't know a lot about other people's golf swings, and I feel like I learn every time people do the swing breakdowns. Good. good. Uh, one other quick thing. More disappointing, Xander or Cantley? House cat segment. Um, I mean, I, knowing that Cantley was sick, I guess like that makes it harder to say Cantley. But neither of these guys have won very much lately. 72 for Cantley, 70 for Xander. Yeah. Cantley was five up at the 36 hole mark. He loses by four. Xander goes 70 on the week on, on Sunday. Uh, goes from, you know, I mean, solo second to T4. I, one note I had was isn't this like what Xander does on weekends now? Kind of. He's got a he's got a fair amount of wins in that resume, but he hasn't won. So he hasn't won since the Scottish in 2022. And uh, Cantlay hasn't won since. I guess he won uh, 
since the BMW in 2022. So Is that both the those Wilmington? Guys. Wilmington, yeah, Wilmington. Right, he um, lost. He lost St. Jude last year in the playoff to um, Glover. <laughs> Glover. Um. Anyways, it's yeah. Xander's Again, like driver gets wild on Sundays. I feel like there's been a lot of just that Wells Fargo round just sticks out in my head really sharply when he kind of acquiesced to Wyndham Clark last year. He just really gave way, and this was just a total no show. So both pretty disappointing. Sunday rounds, and I don't know. They, they're consistent. They stop and holler about more money, um, but that they're really consistent top 10 players in the world. You, you ready for the top 10 streak? Where they're at? Who they're, who they're approaching? Yeah, give me your, your favorite favorite uh, nugget. Yeah, what do you got? So Xander Shoffley's at 225 weeks in the top 10 in the world golf rankings. Patrick Cantley's at 215. These are the players that they are now around. So crazy. In seven weeks, Xander will pass David Duvall. <laughs> he recently passed Luke Donald, Ricky Fowler, and Curtis Strange. Um, oh my God. He is he is a mere 12 weeks. Were the rankings around for Strange's whole career? I don't think he, they were. He's That's a mere 12 weeks. From passing Jordan Spieth, the golden boy, for more weeks in the top 10. Xander Shoffley will have more weeks in the top 10 than than Jordan Spieth in 12 weeks unless Spieth gets... What's Spieth like? 12, 15, 15 in the Somewhere world? Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Payne Stewart's at 249. So by the, time, uh, by the time we get to September, yeah. hope you yeah. pass there. And barreling down on on outside of uh, outside of Westy, the most weeks in the top ten without a major. I guess Monty and Westy. So Monty and Westy are the two oh, big they ones. Gotta be kings on that. Yeah, they're at four hundred weeks for Monty, <laughs> three fifty four for Westy, and uh, and the next big non major winner is um, is Stricker. So if these guys, okay, let's see where Stricker is. Stricker's two fifty four. So conceivably, by the they end could. of this year, if yeah. they don't win majors, they both could be they could be three and four in most weeks in the top ten without a major. Wild. Did uh, yeah, hard to say much. Uh, it's it's interesting. You know, two sides of the coin. Incredibly consistent, incredibly impressive that they play this well this often are always in like final groups, round final groups like they were today. I don't know. They they seem to have a lot of haters right now. And uh today was not going to do I much actually, to dispel that. I was talking to somebody uh yesterday about Cantley. And um you know there's a lot of Cantley hate, but I do think yeah, that Yeah, that's it's probably a- the wrong word. But yeah, go ahead. I Haters. do think it's always important to remember the context of Patrick Cantley's career. Totally. And this was a young phenom. He was, I mean, Jordan Spieth was like the second thought, an afterthought compared to Patrick Cantley when they were about the same age 19. Cantley has a back injury that basically derails his career. He, he didn't play golf for basically two years. 
by the time by the time Patrick Cantley came back to golf from this injury, Jordan Spieth, a guy that he was always better than, and you know if you if you look at their careers since Cantley got to the tour, and in that same time period, Cantley's been a better player than Jordan Spieth. Yeah, but sure. overarching, he comes back. Spieth won three majors, and Patrick Cantley is like. He has his his best friend who's his caddy hit by a car. Like this is not a he had everything taken away from him. And I understand how when you had that go when you go through that, maybe that would make you more like obsessed, um, care more about money than anything else. I and I think it's always important to remember that part of Patrick Cantley's life and story as a professional golfer. Hmm. Yeah. Potentially. You look yep. you look at the world through a lens of personal experiences. Yeah, totally. I, I yeah. And yeah, his personal some... experience is so much different than almost every other superstar in the sport. Totally. Nobody else I... went through like <sighs> at who knows, like you replay his career and he might have I don't know, a couple majors and been one of the early twenties phenoms right and he was yeah. headed that way yeah some people may de-emphasize money they see that like live life every day the fullest all that stuff i mean there's different ways to look at it i don't i don't know i i think i had some people speak to um who were on the ground today on the ground this week who i trusted he's much faster than people give him credit for he's like racing out ahead of la cava and actually trying to play pretty fast um, and those aren't people necessarily predisposed to, to pump him up. So. Xander's slow. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm he, slow. of the two, is that, you know what I've been doing? I've, I've been watching lots of replay golf. Yeah. So it's amazing. The 15 second skip ahead yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's like you could, you can watch telecast so quick because there's usually like a 15 second gap between two shots and you just yep. hit, hit, hit. But um, but yeah, it, it, Xander's the one where it's like you could just like keep keep uh, fast forwarding. Yeah, I'm kind of out on the I'm out on the hate of both of them, but um, I'm in on like show me something, right? You got to perform. Um, maybe they were sick. Who knows? All right, let's get to clean up. Let's wrap this up. News: Chub, <laughs> the Chub Classic. Finishes at 36 holes. A lot of double entendre jokes when the Chubb Classic was going to be shortened. The Chubb was going to be shortened. (laughs) A lot of double entendre. I don't don't know. Sick sickos out there. Um, Apparently, they're going to shorten the final round to nine nine holes, but play one through four, was it? And 14 on, which apparently, like, the fourth green is apparently nowhere near the 14th tee box. It was like a mile away. I guess one to four, then fourteen in. Um, Hold on, I don't a get it. I gotta close the door. Yeah, you're the looking all around. In all right. sideways. Oh God, I'll go. <laughs> so this is the Champions Tour uh, Chubb Classic. They cut it short. They just award Stephen Ames the victory. Don't even try. But they attempted. They tweet on Saturday night with expected inclement weather. The Chubb Classic final round has been reduced to nine holes, numbers one through four and 14 to 18. 
Groups of three will all start on one with tee times running approximately 7.15 to 11.15. They never even do it. They wash it out. Stephen Ames wins at 36 holes of nine and eight. Stephen Ames, that of that famous. He's on a rampage apparently on the Champs Tour. But like this is not a serious endeavor. We're giving out millions of dollars to play one through four and then jump in a cart and play 14 through 18. It's not a serious endeavor anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, we just can't – we need to stop dumping money into all these this, – this tour where all these guys are already collecting on the pension. This was created for guys who didn't get a cut of the pension, and these guys have been just filling their coffers with pension money now, and it's just – now we're playing nine-hole rounds. It's got to go away. <laughs> all right. Stephen Ames, your winner. I thought uh, we David- were going to try and do the Champions Tour one and done league this year. <laughs> we said that for like four years. If one of these gambling sites would like to partner with us and create Stand It Up, we'll happily talk about it more than any other podcast on earth, I would imagine. Just you create it, you do all the work, and we'll talk about it for a minute. We can do a one-and-done Champions Tour. Still time. Uh, elsewhere, David Puig goes 62-62. Puig goes 62. I'm never going to get that one right. 62 in Malaysia on the weekend. Wins by seven for the Malaysian Open. Uh, it's, I think it's the second Asian tour event more or most importantly, I would say he's now in the British open, gets him a spot in the open championship. This is the kind of hot, young, talented guy who goes 62. I wouldn't say, I think it's the mines resort and golf club. Uh, I wouldn't say that's like the stoutest test out there, but a guy who shoots 62 back to back, this is someone we want to see in major championships. And now he's in the open at Royal Troon. So that's that. I mean, still only 22 years old. Yes. Too. He's been playing yes. pro for now, what, three years, two years, two <clears throat> years? This is his third year. Second. I mean, well, he started so. in 2022. So this is his third season playing professional golf or third uh, part of a third year. And then last but not least, bit of news. We can talk more about this, I suppose, later on this week. The Myrtle Beach Classic, the opposite field event. What is this opposite? Oh. Is this opposite API or players or something? Uh, is inviting golf YouTubers to have a... And some other people. Know, some other people. There is some golf YouTubers and some random tour pros. Because <laughs> there's, there's like a, Matt Atkins, uh, Jay Card, uh, okay. who are core... Okay. Like there, sure. It's they're, like golf YouTubers playing. and a few select... They're, they're going to have a jousting match uh, on the beach to for the last few spots to get in the Myrtle Beach Classic. No, it's like some sort of qualifier. Is that correct? It's like a yeah. not a Monday qualifier. It's, it's a, a sponsor exemption YouTube qualifier. qualifier. Yeah, yeah. It's a qualifier for a sponsor exemption. Golf Tourism Solutions and Visit Myrtle Beach will host the Q at Myrtle Beach. 16-player, 18-hole shootout on March 4th to get in the uh, May. I guess it's opposite Wells Fargo. The May event at Myrtle Beach. What are your thoughts on this? Do you have any spicy takes? The Brian well, Bros. Get a, George. Well, smart planning. Yeah. You know, you get the March qualifier, so then the content can be done by Wells yeah. Fargo, right? Yeah. Um, I think. Listen, I think there's two schools of thought here, right? You, I'm you sure. Can, sure. You can look at this several through, schools, I suppose. <laughs> you can look at this through now. Like this event is a glorified corn fairy tour event. And it should just be called the Corn Ferry Tour event. And if they did this for a Corn Tour a Tour Ferry event, would we even be talking about it? And if we were, we'd probably be like, "Oh, it's, it generates interest in an event nobody cares about." 
I think we would. Yeah. I think we would still be talking about it as a KFT. Now, the flip side of this is like it is a PGA Tour event. It's not a Corn Ferry Tour event. It it begs the question of should this exist? It begs. It also like illuminates something that's utterly preposterous. Absolutely you're, ridiculous if you look at it through the lens of any other sport. You're saying should the Myrtle Beach Classic as a whole exist, not this Q It shouldn't event. exist. The, yeah, the event yeah. shouldn't exist as a PGA Tour event. I don't think there's yes. any agree. Like this is completely unnecessary. There's no need for event opposite of Wells Fargo. Again, the PGA Tour. Like this is this is the highest regard of a of a of a golf league there is, right? This is the top of the mountain for sport, for the sport. I don't I just think it's preposterous if you think about any other sport having like oh this this person plays golf on YouTube so we decided that they could they they'll play in the play in the tournament right oh this guy's got a great basketball YouTube page he, he throws ball he throws the ball in the hoop from all over the place don't, Let's sign him to a ten day contract. Yourself in trouble. These guys are better, more legitimate. They're good players. What? There's legitimate basketball YouTubers. Yeah. So but I don't have sense. like they've listen. got hundreds of thousands of followers in many cases here. This event is a so, snooze fest. No one cares otherwise, and they're that's why they're doing it. I think it makes sense for this tournament that doesn't matter at all. It just shouldn't be under the PGA Tour. It shouldn't be a PGA Tour event, right? Yeah. I, yes. Yes. We didn't need a YouTube Q event to think the Myrtle Beach Classic. We've been talking about six years. This kind of event should be dis- disbanded. <laughs> Get rid of it. This is why we do in-out alternate for the Punicana. <laughs> Get rid of the Myrtle Beach Classic. No one was. No one asked for this except you know, you know, FedEx Cup number two hundred twenty-five. Nobody's going to watch this. I mean, <laughs> this is the Myrtle Beach Classic, not the Q for the YouTubers. I think more a, people are yeah. going to watch the Q <laughs> yeah. than the Myrtle Beach Classic. And that's yeah. not like the tour should be these events. They, they should be <laughs> events like the Riviera. They should be like a Riviera. And there should never, ever be a a YouTube Q into, into a, a PGA Tour event like Riviera. And that should be the and that should be the the demarcation of like should this ev- should this be a PGA tour event? If you're thinking that you need to do a, a YouTube qualifier to make the event more popular, then the answer is that event shouldn't exist on the PGA tour. That should be a corn fairy tour event. Does that make sense? What yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is a perfect barometer. Now like as a corn fairy tour event, I love this idea. But when this is the solution for the PGA Tour event, my answer is that event shouldn't exist anymore. We got Mason Nutt or Cole Lance of Busta Jack Golf. So that or <laughs> that's not Mason, an hand. Do you think that's Mason an Nutt's or a, a, related to Houston Nutt? <laughs> no, it's only one T. <laughs> He's a T short of a Houston relation. <laughs> uh, so you got Mason or Cole Lance. So there could be trouble in Busta Jack Golf Paradise. You know, there could be some interesting. Do you think they're having there. their own cue mu- uh, to play in the queue? Here we go. There's YouTube. another. There's God. more content. 
Content for the content. The Busta Jack duo will compete in a playoff match to determine who earns a spot in the queue. They have more than 350,000 combined subscribers. So there you go. Uh, Busta Jack, Mason and Mason Nut. All right. Everybody enjoy your Mondays. You got, we'll be you back. Don't, you're going to let it off there. What do you want me to say? You want to talk what more you, about Riviera? You, have, you got you got more on that on the the queue. What's no. your opinion? I think the Myrtle Beach Classic shouldn't exist. I think this is a smart idea by Visit Tourism Myrtle or whatever the hell it is called that's putting this up, and they're going to get um you know a lot of guys who want to go on their bro am, which we would all suggest you go to bro am whatever visit in Maine. They're going to go to Myrtle Beach. It's a good idea. They're going to get activations galore for that. A bunch of people sign up. But I think I've already said the Myrtle Beach Classic. There's like 25 events on tour that just need to go away. (laughs) The 25 is too much. But you know what I mean. A lot. And this is one of them. This isn't like this was created in 2005 or 1995. This was started last year. No That's, one needed another event in South Carolina. It's a Corn Ferry Tour event. Actually, Corn Ferry Tour event might be a better event than this one. Because they won't have all the the, the in-out alternate people in it. Yeah. All right. That does it. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. Good episode. Fun, fun little jaunt around Riviera and other associated topics. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. I don't know what we're going to talk about. The Mexico Open. <laughs> God, they did... Schedule for the week, you know, Amanda Renner comes in and does like, here's what's coming up next on the tour. I was like, oh, all the way around. Just terrible. But nevertheless, Mexico to Cognizant. And you got the match on that Monday, Palm Beach Park, right? Um, So we'll we'll talk about something on Wednesday and we'll uh, see you then. Don't we have a guest coming up? Do we? Who? I don't know. They might be talking about the bro am. Oh, yeah. We might have a guest coming. I don't think it's anytime soon. We'll see. I can't remember when it was scheduled for. It's rumbling, fumbling, stumbling into the podcast at some point. 